Next on BYUSN Men's Basketball, the most offensive production returning of any team in the Big 12. Am I hearing that right? How does this change your outlook on the upcoming season? And which season tickets are more appealing for year one of the Big 12? Football or men's basketball? You can only choose one. That's the beauty of it. Well, and the can, pain. In reality, you can buy both. Many of you have. For the sake of our question today, you can only choose one. <laughs> Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, July 19th. I am Spencer Linton, alongside converted Houston Astros fan, Jerem Jordan. Never. Uh, Austin Deming signed his contract with the Strohs. Congratulations to him. But That's this, awesome. This is going to be a Fred Warner Niner situation for me. Mm -hmm. I root for Austin, but I do not root for the Astros. I never will. Someone's banging on a trash can somewhere. Why? What's going on? No. Um, it, it was fun to go to uh, game three of the ALDS last year in Seattle against the Astros. And every time... Uh, you know, a couple of guys came up, uh, Bregman and Altuve. Doom, 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 doom. Um, it was boo the whole at bat, <laughs> which was awesome. And when Kyle Tucker and and I can't remember who else from the Strohs in the All Star game in Seattle came to the, to the plate last week, it was boo the whole time. It's like it's it's the All Star <laughs> game. Are we are we really doing this in the All Star yeah. game? Yeah, because yeah, you cheated. You cheated. Oh, okay. Tucker wasn't on the team at the time, but he's still Sheesh. wearing the color. So. Congrats to Austin. That's pretty cool for him. We'll keep an eye on him. Tenth round pick. Like, he's, he's got a shot, man. And he's got a nice signing bonus at that. Only 20 rounds of the Major League Baseball draft, remember. Yeah. It's no longer 40. Yeah. I wish it was 80, said no one. <laughs> <laughs> on today's show, three guest day. Let's go. Ryan Rico, our conversation, last BYU conversation we haven't aired quite yet, uh, from BYU Football Media Day, the only – or uh, Big 12 Football Media Days. The only punter – in uh, Arlington, it was awesome. TCU safety Bud Clark as well from the National Runners Up. And Brent Anderson from women's soccer. They're getting ready to compete coming up next month. Uh, first uh, Big 12 game is uh, women's soccer, I believe. Plus the Big 12 rivalry nicknames. Some of them are amazing. San Diego State back in the Mountain West, it looks like. And what's the uh, bill like when Daryl Funk and the offensive line go out to eat? That and much more coming up on the show. If you weren't ready before, now rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Throws it down. Noah Waterman. What's trending? Presented by Feast Box, donating 10% of every order to Full of Hope, a charitable organization that feeds hungry families. Let's go ahead and start off our trending topic with a very intriguing stat of the day. All right. Ba, 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 da, ba. There we go. <laughs> BYU men's basketball returned 69% of its production next year. That is the most of any team in the powerful Big 12 Conference. Almost 70%, Jerem. Does that number and the returning production somehow change or alter your expectations for the Cougars in year one of what is just a daunting Big 12 onslaught. Yeah, BYU's winning this thing. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks to John Rothstein of CBS Sports for uh, you know tweeting this out. It is interesting, though, that BYU returns the most. Now, returning players doesn't mean you're going to be good, per se. Um, what if those players stunk? I think the returning production from BYU were good players. Uh, it's exciting. Foos, Dallin Hall, Spencer Johnson, Jackson Robinson, mm -hmm. Richie Saunders, and a couple others. That's a really nice core going into next year. 
Um, and a guy like Dallin Hall had to play earlier than I think expected, and uh, he did a nice job, right? Um, Spencer Johnson shot 46% for three. You always welcome that back. So that notable awesome. additions. Now, Trevor Nell is not returning production because he didn't play last year. So he is an added piece to this team because he sat out last year with the shoulder issues. Ali Khalifa, Quez Glover, Dawson Baker, okay. perhaps still one more. It seems like they're very active and going after people. That's nice. But it doesn't mean that BYU is going to be higher than 13th in the preseason poll. I expect BYU to be in the bottom two as to what kind of the media thinks will happen. It's either BYU or UCF, you would think. Probably. And, and that's okay. Um, our hope for BYU basketball uh, men's this season is that they are in the conversation. Um, if they make the tourney, hey, that's great. But if they don't, they need to be in the conversation. BYU was not remotely close to being in the conversation in the final kind of six to eight weeks of the season last year, and that was disappointing. So that returning production's nice, but again, familiarity doesn't mean quality always. But I think in this case, BYU's got some really nice uh, pieces coming back, led by Foose and Dallin Hall and Spencer Johnson and Jackson Robinson. What is the conversion rate of said production that happened in the West Coast Conference in the Big 12? Like, will all of those averages – Scoring averages, rebounding averages, shooting percentages maintain as BYU moves into the toughest conference in America with better defenders, better teams, tougher venues to play in, Papa more John's. pressure. Does that maintain? So, yeah, I look at that and Not I'm like, for everybody. This, is, this is nice, but what does it mean in the Big 12? Because we are basing this returning production off of what BYU did against West Coast Conference teams. And in Cincinnati's case, and Houston, and UCF, what they did in the American. But the American was a tougher basketball conference than the West Coast Conference. And Houston was legit. They exactly. were a one seed. They're a Gonzaga, right? They're a Gonzaga. And the rest of the teams, obviously, have been Recently. in the Big 12. So their scoring production and these numbers happened against the current Big 12. So what's the conversion rate is for me? Is it a downtick by 2% shooting percentage? Is it uh, you average one or two points fewer against Big 12 teams? Or does BYU maintain that and, dare I ask, get better in some regards? Because we want the players, like, we, we naturally think progression. Like, year to year, if you have experience, there's this idea, like, if you have experience, you're better. You're going it to automatically get better. It doesn't, doesn't work that way. Yeah, that's the hope, certainly. But not everybody gets better year over year. So I feel like there is, yes, some players will get better, even in a tougher conference, and then there will be a drop-off from a few others. Even the transfers, you know, we brought up the three transfers. Like, we expect them to be immediate impact players. Their production in whatever conferences they were in before this, probably not going to be the same. Wes Glover's not going to average 14, I don't think, in the Big 12. Yeah, or the 19 that he averaged two years or ago. the 19 two years Playing ago. for Samford. Yeah, I, I, he doesn't need to. What, like, BYU uh, needs somebody. Like, who's the best player on the team walking into the year? I don't know. I don't know who it is. Like, I hope it's Jackson Robinson in the end. Right. I hope it's, uh, you know, an Ali Khalifa type person. The Big 12 who, probably thinks it's Foose. Foose, just because of familiarity, though, yes. not because of what he's going to actually do in the league. He's going to actually get lined up against power forwards, which is nice, but he's still going to be undersized against many of those guys. But now he's not going to be relied on to play the five. Foose actually has maybe an easier transition because he'll get a proper guard against him, meaning a proper defender, not a guard per se. Dallin Hall's intriguing as well. What kind of jump can he make? Will he even be the starter? 
Um, or will it be a uh, situation like last year where he is the starter and Quez Glover comes off the bench? I don't know. I think there's some depth on the guard line. Like how's nice. Which is great. How quickly can Trevin Nell integrate into this? Is he the same shooter that he was last year? We hung out with him on the piece on the NOAA analytics in the uh, – Marriott Center Annex, and we saw him make 81 of 100 uncontested threes. I was like, "That's pretty good." Is that normal? Like, <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Can you do it in the game? Does Richie Saunders continue to be the energy guy off the yeah. bench? How deep can you go? Is Dawson Baker automatically a starter on this team? It seems like it, as a senior and and a guy that he might be the sixth man. Led his team to a, a Big West regular season title. There are some options there. Is there like an NBA guy, like a clear talent number one on this team? Not not yet. But let's, let's see what this team look, looks like because the dynamic is a little different. I like the familiarity coming back, certainly. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean they're going to automatically recreate what they did from last year. Like, if Spencer Johnson can approximate 46% from In last the year. 12? Crazy. Like, if he shoots 38%, I'm good. That would be quite the dip, right? Just shoot high 30s, and I am fine with it. What is Noah Waterman in all of this, too? Because um, Noah, Noah has some real attributes – but off the dribble, it's going to be tough for him to get involved that way. Is he just a catch-and-shoot guy that draws uh, an opposing power forward out to the three-point line and opens up the lane? We'll see what that looks like. To me, Jackson Robinson is the most ready to step into a league like this and be like, okay, I've been in the SEC. He didn't play a lot, but like, okay, now is the time to him to kind of make that jump. He went into college at 17 years old. I think he's like 19 now. He's still very young. Foose is young. It's, it's an exciting core. I don't expect them to make the tourney per se, but I'd love to be in the hunt for that. And, hey, maybe they're better than we all think, and they make the tourney. St. Mary's, and this is no disrespect to what the Gales did last year. But we don't mind disrespecting St. Mary's typically. Was at best. Okay, they were at the peak of the West Coast Conference for much of the year. They were the number one team. At best, they're a middle-of-the-pack Big 12 team last year. At best. At best. Yes. Like, Gonza- like even Gonzaga is, like, maybe the fourth or fifth best team in the Big 12 last year. Yeah, Gonzaga is interesting. They're anywhere, yeah, they're up near the t- But they would do what Kansas uh, and Baylor and, and Houston would do, which is you're going to lose uh, three or four games. Yes. Like, in league, they lose, like, one game, maybe two. Three teams in the Big 12 went to the Elite Eight. Gonzaga went to the Elite Eight. That was awesome. Yeah, they always go to the Sweet 16, at least. I didn't think that Gonzaga was better than any of the other three teams of the Big 12 that made the Elite Eight, just head-to-head. So even if Gonzaga is the fourth-best team in the conference and St. Mary's is, like, middle of the pack team, that's just to give you some context as to where that level of basketball was last year. So to answer the initial question, with this returning production of what BYU did as the fifth-place team in the West Coast Conference, remember? I would forgotten about that <laughs> on purpose. Like, does this change your <laughs> expectations for the Cougars? No. It does not change my expectations at all. Yeah, expect, who's like, yeah, they're, no. yeah. I expect BYU what? to win 17 games, and I'm sticking with that. And let's be honest, they got to get a lot of those in non-con. I, I think BYU is good enough with the Marriott Center Magic and these teams visiting Provo for the first time, and the crowd's going to be absolutely bonkers. And from what I'm being told from athletics, like tickets are going to be very tough to come across. It's a tough ticket because people are going to pack that place. It's going to be loud. It's going to be exciting. BYU's going to win some big games in the Marriott Center this year. They're going to love it. There'll be a handful that we're like, dude, that was awesome. Yeah. So what if they go four and four in the Marriott Center? I'd take it right now, Spence. Or four and five. 
Like whatever It'll be it nine, is. yeah. Yeah. Four I'll and five take and then four and five right now. Two and seven on the road. Depending on who they play and what happens. And a hard, couple of nights they shoot the three well. Yeah. Like BYU won a few road games. Six and twelve is where my expectations are. And then a decent non conference, which has been lightened up a little bit. Seventeen wins. That those are my expectations. Yeah. And, and that's and you're me probably thinking probably barely out. Yeah. I think BYU is going to be better than they were last year, just with that natural yeah. progression. Be- BYU has a better roster, 100% than last year. But no, we- we've stated this early. Like I, I set my expectations knowing <laughs> after the transfers were here and what's coming yet- back that I BYU is s- just running into an absolute gauntlet. I set them before, Spence, where it was just like, okay, what's the bare minimum <laughs> to just be in the hunt, right? It's okay. Six wins in the Big 12 in year one in that basketball yeah. conference is okay. BYU probably needs two or three guys better than anybody on the roster for us to feel like, yes, they will make the tourney in the future. <sighs> like, they've got to raise that. And Mark Popa said, yeah. we need more money for NIL. Like, in basketball, you're literally buying yes. quality. I, can't, I cannot believe that, you know, we're sitting here and saying, yeah, go 6-12 and 12 in conference. It'll be okay. But well, we're here. Well, we're uh, here. yeah, okay, not good. Okay. Uh, it's relatively good as opposed to actually good. And I hope BYU surprises us. Yeah. That, see, that's the thing. I we can sit here in July and, and, and prognosticate, but ultimately if they play and they win games, great. Amazing. We, we want BYU to go 18-0 yes. in the league. Like, come Amen. on now. Come Amen. On now. We know who pays us. But expectations shifting because of this stat? No. No. Uh, okay, because, topic two. Because it's July 19th, let's have some fun. Uh, yes. <laughs> Would you rather have season tickets to men's basketball or football this season? <laughs> oh, man, do I have to pick? Both are awesome, right? Both are fantastic. Both are fantastic. And it's because it's year one of the Big 12. Yeah. Like Next okay. year we'll maybe feel differently. Football is king, but BYU's Wait, playing I thought in the most exciting, sport. most challenging basketball conference in America. Yeah. And I'm thinking that there will be at least – Five or six guaranteed home run games for basketball. Oh, like, we got up for St. Mary's. There's like four or five Gonzagas. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And it doesn't matter. like amazing. Whoever's left off, like, BYU's going to play every team at least once. Yeah. We don't know which teams will be in the Marriott Center yet, but it's a safe bet that there will be at least five Gonzaga-level games in the Marriott Center. It's going to be unbelievable. Like, <laughs> as good as we think – I love a good just random Cosmo clip from a football game, uh, which just happened. It's, uh, as good as you think king. football is, football's king. But basketball is a more intriguing home schedule because chances are you could play at Kansas and home Kansas. I mean, that's awesome. If you have Kansas in the Marriott Center, Baylor, like the possibility Houston, is, Baylor, Kansas State was amazing last year. Texas was unbelievable two seed. Like Texas keep, Tech has keep a great going. program. Yes. Every game. Who are you not excited about playing in the Big 12, by the way? Is UCF just the one where you're Maybe. like, okay. Yeah, like, UCF's like a Santa Clara game for me. Where it's like, hey. Cool. That's a good game, good but team. it's not. Good team. Not, ex- like not quad super two. Exciting. Like, yes. there are no. Uh, there might not be a single quad three at home in the Big 12. If it is, it's probably UCF. <laughs> like, because it's outside be the top 75. Top 75. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. Like, That'll be wild. Even UCF. It's interesting. West it's Virginia. Intriguing. I go, dude, West Virginia. Absolutely. Who's the head coach? And who knows? There's we a lot of drama going on there, right? I didn't, I didn't get out of this head coaching Everything is exciting. Like, yeah. as, as cool as it is to have Oklahoma on senior night for football, 
and I am a football fan. Like people ask me all the time, really, what's, what's the number one sport you love to watch? And I'm like, oh, college it's, football. it's football. College football. Calling is different because we're not like in the football yes. men's hoops as much. You sometimes sub in like, and now it's the ESPN Plus era. Like we're out of it um, uh, for football, men's basketball. It's like. Mm, Men's volleyball, women's volleyball, women's soccer, like that's all fun. If we're talking season tickets to just go and enjoy as a fan and I have to pick one for year one of the Big 12, it's basketball. Because I'm guaranteed just an exciting game basically every conference home game night. Let me tell you other reasons why it's men's basketball, but in addition to the reasons you just said. Because it's not going to be cold and it won't be at 8.20 and go <laughs> till like midnight. Okay? Those logistical reasons like basketball is predictably about two hours, right? Soccer is the ultimate go-to sport, by the way. It's just a hair under two hours. Yeah. It never goes over unless it's like a playoff game or something. Now, what, what's interesting Tournament. about this. It's awesome. We so, I, I'm with you. I, I think I say men's hoops, man. We posted a poll this morning. Yeah. Okay. And currently, the answers are 79% in favor of football. Is that because men's hoops struggled last year? The expectation of what BYU will do against said team. Yeah. I'm excited right now, about seeing the opponents. Right now, people are down on men's hoops quite a bit. Like, eh, oh, no, we didn't make the NIT. Like, okay, you have an off year. BYU's going to have years they don't make a bowl game in the Big 12. Like, it, this is tougher. Um, but the is it about the opponents? Is it about BYU against the opponents? Is it, I just like football more than men's hoops? Like, yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. But February is going to be awesome because I'm not a skier snowboarder in, living in Utah. So what I need in February to not be seasonally depressed is compelling men's basketball. Like, I need on that dark, dreary, 5 p.m. sunset Wednesday night, February 14th or 17th, not Valentine's Day. I need, like, something interesting. <laughs> and it's going to happen in the Marriott Center. On that dark, dreary Valentine's night. <laughs> uh, 17th. Yes. Uh, I love football, too. Like, this is a difficult question. Yeah. What if I said you had season tickets to all the other sports or one of these? You and I are big Olympic sports fans. That doesn't resonate, I think, with the audience as much. That's tough, too. Yeah. Plus, we're not in the ticket game anyway, <laughs> but we, uh, we love Cougar Nation that shows up, man. I love oh, it. my and For goodness. every sport, by the way, just me on my soapbox, and you agree with this. The fact that we get to show up to these, uh, you and I call the Olympic sports for the most part. We go to these games, and you guys show up at, like, everything. It is so awesome. Keep it up in the Big 12. It's going to be fun. Like women's soccer on a Saturday night against whoever, it's like, dude, this is going to be packed. It's going to be a big game. You guys do such a good job of that. Keep well, it up. And that will level up as well in the Big 12. The fans will Absolutely. show out. Our question of the Absolutely. day, would you rather have season tickets for BYU football <laughs> or BYU men's basketball for year one specifically in the Big 12? This is a great July 19th <laughs> question. And it's relevant because <laughs> basketball ticket purchases are happening right now. Single yeah. game tickets for football go on sale in a little bit. Ben Peterson on Twitter says, football. There is just mm. something about the atmosphere at a football game. Agreed. Yeah, it's special for sure. And that may be due to the scarcity of home games. Six times Only a year, six. like very special days, right? I've been in some electric basketball games. But that seems to be the exception more than the rule. We think that it until will this the year, rule. we think it'll become the rule this year. Until the Big 12. this year, I think every Big Twelve game is St. Mary's Plus electric. <laughs> like, there's no more Pepperdines or Pacifics walking into the Merritt Center. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. At Cougar Stadium Conference play on Twitter says, when you line up premier home games over the last 40 years for football and basketball, it is irrefutable that basketball has had the short end of the stick. It's beyond time for basketball 
the basketball home schedule to finally shine. So he's, and it will. So he's, he's talking about the schedule itself yes. as opposed to any reason to go to a game. Listen, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, I, like those games in Lavelle Edwards Stadium are going to be awesome. Yes, and it's not even – like you don't even get Texas. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. one of those. You don't get Kansas State. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Oh, man. At least we got Oklahoma. You know what I mean? And on senior night. And on senior night. That's awesome. Okay, uh, season premiere of After Further Review is coming up next Tuesday as Dave, Blaine, David break down the dangerous duo of Puka Nakua and Jaron Hall. The season premiere of After Further Review is next Tuesday night on the BYU TV app. Up next, arguably the most athletic player on BYU's football team. Whoa. The punter, Ryan Rico. Our fascinating conversation with him from Big 12 Media Days. Has he ever considered changing positions? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by Beastbox Global Grill, a unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Time to feast. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Let's continue our Big 12 roundup, if you will, with BYU football punter Ryan Rico, who might be one of the most, if not the most, athletic dude. 6'6", 235. On the team. Move. So much so that he's been asked several times to consider different positions. Has he actually bought into that at all? That, we asked him, among other things, in Dallas. This is our conversation with Ryan Rico. Ryan, to this point, how would you sum up your Big 12 Media Day experience? Oh, I'd have to say eye-opening. Just the way that they've blown this up, the way that it's it's just a big stage. It's a really big stage. You walk into the stadium and you see everything out there, and you're like, wow, this is this is awesome. This is just a blessing to be here. Do you have visions of punting an AT&T Stadium at some point? I hope so, man. That is that's definitely. If I didn't have it before, I definitely have it now. You want to hit the video board, you, don't you? you Honestly, I wish I could lace it up and just be like, okay, how high is that thing? Like, let's let's give it a go. I, I bet you could, because I assume you've hit the indoor practice facility. Yeah. Ceiling. Yeah. Practicing in there isn't as fun as it used to be, but <laughs> it's it's still great. We get we get to go out there when there's snow. But other than that, we're not trying to go in there much. You're the only punter here. Yeah. What is that like? It's definitely. You feel a little bit out of place. You're like, okay, there's. There's none of my guys here. Like, there's no other specialists, but it's it's definitely an honor to be able to represent um, BYU. And I mean, special teams across the across the conference is pretty strong. So, um, definitely an honor, but still a little weird too. Have you looked at your competition? Are you saying like, who are the other punters? What's the situation? For sure. And I mean, it's it's kind of like it's a close knit group. Like most guys have heard of other guys, and uh, so I've been able to kick with some other guys too. But yeah, it's definitely you want to know who your competition is, and for sure, it, it definitely helps. Do you just need to punt more to get recognized more, Ryan? Is it that simple? Because <laughs> you don't meet the minimums and some I stuff. Know. I wish they didn't have the good. minimums. Yeah. I mean, obviously I want to win games first and foremost. But if we can win games and punt a little bit more, like I'm not opposed <laughs> to that either. But, uh, yeah, definitely definitely love the opportunities that I get. Okay, career net punt average. Cougar Stats has said you are number two behind Lee Johnson. It's by .1 yard, according to what I can see. He was 46.9, you're 46.8. Do you think okay. you can overtake Lee, who is the greatest punter yeah. BYU's had? You can overtake yeah. the greatest. I would I would love to. I think that would be a pretty, pretty special thing. And, I mean, knowing Lee, knowing the person that he is, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it would be awesome. And it's something like, 
man, I can always hold that over Lee. But yes. um, he, he has helped so much in my time here at BYU. And shoot, he'll come out and watch us kick, give us a little pointers and tips there. So it, it would be really cool. It would be an honor. And uh, there's nobody else that I'd rather be, be chasing that for. Sure. There's only one Thunderfoot, which brings up a, a, you know, a conversation. We might need a, a nickname for you. Do you oh. have a nickname? It's always just been Rico. Like, everybody just calls me last name. Yeah. Just okay. un- Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico. That's – nobody's ever just, like, hey, Uncle Rico. I mean, you could if you wanted to, but that's definitely not, like, uh, not something I'm used to. But How much you bet I could punt this year football over them mountains? Yes. Like, no one's I've, pulled that one out? Okay, I've heard oh, that all okay, the time. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, all good. the time. Well, he's Thunderfoot. Maybe your nuclear foot? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because, honestly, uh, and Johnny Linehan has helped this perception, when you go out to punt, I get excited. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, this has not been the case, no offense to any previous punters in BYU history, oh. with anybody else. I bought your T-shirt. I'm a big fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, I'm a it's, big fan. it's something where, I mean, if you can bring a little more, like, goodwill publicity to, like, special teams, because I'm an advocate. Punters are people, too. That's Always what the have T-shirt been. says. Always will be. Yep. Um, but, yeah, if there's something that we can do to make the game a little more entertaining, like, I'm all for it. And if punting the ball far or pinning it deep is what it takes, then I want to do it. BYU punter Ryan Rico is with us on BYU Sports Nation. What have you been working on this offseason to perfect the craft? Oh, that's that's really something like perfecting the craft. You hear so many people talk about it, and I feel like punting is one of those things where there's always something more you can do. And uh, I think that's like a good thing and a bad thing because it's good. You're always pushing yourself. You're always striving to to make those those gains to to find ways that you can help your team. But you can almost, like, look too far into it. You can overthink a lot of things. And so it, it really is just finding that balance. And I think that's something that this offseason has been helpful with is, okay, I just got to go figure out what I do best and, and own that, make it my own. And um, I think this year has been – this summer, this offseason has been great so far with that. You're 6'6", 235. At some point we heard that you were asked to, if you wanted, potentially play D lineman. Can you clarify that story? Yeah, so when I got back off my mission, gray shirting and everything, like trying to put the put good weight back on, um, I would see Coach Land and Coach Tuiaki in the weight room, and they're just like, "Rico, you sure you you just want to punt? Like you're serious about this punting thing?" I'm like, "You guys recruited me as that. Like that was the sell." I was like, "Yeah, come in and punt." And so there was definitely tight end, linebacker, D end, and the whole time I'm just like, "No, you guys came in. You guys brought me in to punt. I'm content doing that. I love what I do." You weren't tempted. Never, never. Oh. Yeah. It was, like, flattering. I was like, man, I think I could go play this position. That'd be great. But it was never, like, a real, man, should I should I change positions, anything like that. Because your best shot of the NFL is punter. I would say so, yeah. yeah. There's there's a lot of 6'6", 230 guys out there that can probably move a lot faster than me, jump higher. But as far as punting goes, like, I, I think I'm up there. Yeah, but yeah, do they have unique. a fake punt for, like, 50 yards or whatever yeah. in 2020? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I might, I might have that over some of them. <laughs> It doesn't mean you can't punt the ball and go lay somebody out, too. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. See, if, if I can punt, and if I don't make a tackle in my whole career, I'll be like, okay, I think I did my job pretty well if if I don't have to get to that You don't point, need sure. a Matt Payne moment, Boise State? I mean, I would love that. Like, I still watch. Those videos are crazy, man. Like, that is the <laughs> coolest hit. You're like, that's a punter. Let's that's go. And he did it twice. I know. In the, the yeah, same in the guy, same, Yeah. In the same spot. It was nuts. So, I mean, I see that, and you're like, man, do you think I could do that? <laughs> If the opportunity comes, 
hopefully we can take advantage of it. But <laughs> I honestly hope I don't get in that, that uh, situation. <laughs> hey, Ryan, it's great to have you with us in Dallas at Big 12 Media Days. As part the of punter at Big 12 <laughs> Football indeed. Media Days. The punter. Yeah. All right. Oh, thanks, Ryan. Thank you, guys. He's a fun personality yeah. and, and a unique person because of his size and skill set and athleticism. Not Normally surprising that, you know, Ed yeah. Lamb and Elias Tuiaki from the old defensive staff are like, dude, you sure you don't want to, like, at least just, like, try it out a little bit? He has the respect of his peers because he's physically equal to or better than them, 6'6", 235. We'll see if he has his Matt Payne moment like we are talking about. And if you missed any of our conversations from Arlington, from Big 12 Football Media Days. You can go to BYUSN.com, catch games, shows, interviews, and it's free on the BYU TV app as well. Up next, a Big 12 radio show host from Sirius XM has released his all-Big 12 bar fight team. We really relate to this. <laughs> Kalani Satake made the list, right? Right? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Threads. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Gambling Gauchos on Twitter posted Big 12 rivalry names. Which of these is the best nickname in your opinion? <laughs> All right, it comes down to the space race between I like that UCF one too, man. and Houston and probably the Dust Bowl between Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. <laughs> I think both of those are very funny. BYU's with Baylor is very clever, the altercation, that's, okay, with that's the religious well ties there. The most random one is the battle for John Denver between Texas Tech <laughs> and West Virginia. But I, I probably lean the space race. The space race is pretty good. Tommy Tubber Bowl is pretty good. Tubber, Tubber Bowl, yeah. Texas Tech and Cincy. The Riot Bowl. Did they have a fight or something? I, have I don't. No I don't. Idea. I don't get that. I one. have no Sunflower idea. Sunflower Showdown. The Sunflower State is Kansas, of course. Okay. The Revivalry. Baylor and TCU. Also <laughs> religious undertones there. There was another one as well. Uh, I can't even remember. It was part two, but Farmageddon <laughs> was one of them. <laughs> Farmageddon's right there with the space race. Farmageddon is outstanding. That's that's good yes. stuff. Yeah. Hey, how about this from Ross Dellinger of Yahoo Sports? The Mountain West Conference has informed San Diego State that the school will remain a member of the conference. San Diego State will be responsible for covering fees that the conference expensed over legal work during a letter exchange with SDSU about its possible withdrawal. So, Jerem, after one of the more messy, almost divorces that happened in conference realignment. My parents had one of those, too. <laughs> How quickly do you think the Aztecs may be back out <laughs> next year? Uh, you know, we're waiting for the Pac-12 TV deal. That's what sort of so San Diego said, said they were waiting for. Is the Mountain West so cheap that they need a couple thousand bucks? Was it tens of thousands? Like that they need the legal yeah. fees covered? Like it's kind of a I weird have no idea. And the Pac-12 has said we will not expand until we have the new media deal in place, which feels so. Why kind did of San Diego weird. State pull the trigger? I don't know. Like, a lot of misinformation out there, yeah. not communicated well, clearly. Both San Diego State and the Bob Huggins uh, deal of like, no, we didn't do this, has been re really odd. Dude, man. bad deal there. Andy Reid says he doesn't read books on vacation. Listen to this. Listen, I mean, I take my work with me, and, um, and I spend a couple hours a day working on things uh, on that time. I, mean, I enjoy doing that. So, 
Um, I, I, you know, some people read novels. I look at plays. You know? <laughs> no novels for Andy Reid. He joined um, us on vacation for 20 minutes, Jim. Yes, he did. Is that how you win two Super Bowls? Yes. You take the playbook with you on vacation? Also, you're just a brilliant football mind. What does he do to relax? Is it relaxing to look at the playbook then? Yes. Is that what we learned? He eats a delicious hamburger from the best hamburger joint wherever he's vacationing and looks at, looks plays. at football plays, designs them. <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes has said, we design plays all the time, like players get together and then just present them to him. And he's like, nope. Nope, nope. Essentially, he's swiping left or swiping right, and he's like, that mm. might work. Let's try that. Mm. Right? So spin he's, in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> bring him around the rosy. <laughs> that one last year was so funny. But they work. And it worked. They man. work. It's crazy. He's incredible. Yeah, that, that's one of the ways you win two Super Bowls is you're just a brilliant mind that does that. I just want to make sure he relaxes, you know, if that's relaxing too much. I know. All right, apparently he's relaxing when he joined us on our show. It's too. very relaxing to talk to Jerem, the Pac-12 will reportedly not announce yeah. a TV rights deal this weekend at their media day. Okay. Do we care? Uh, yes, uh, we do care because that deal could trigger Big 12 expansion in some way. That is why we so care. I, yeah, we do care. That's why it's uh, in the whip today, for sure. Yeah, I care. I'm interested as a college football fan as well, kind of what the situation is. And again, it's a BYU versus Utah thing somehow. <laughs> the back to a Big 12 thing. So just so you know, their deal is over after this year. Like, they need a new deal in place going into before the 2024 season. In theory, you could get it next year, but you're trying to hold the league together. This is also in theory. Yeah, and I also, from Stuart Mandel, he said, well, there are some new partners at the table that haven't been here in the recent past. So one source said... Meaning non-ESPN Fox. One source said, we will probably get a better deal that we wouldn't have gotten three or six or nine months ago. And I'm just thinking, okay, so is that who? is that the verbiage now to like try and smooth things over while this still continues on? We're all just, uh, I, yeah, I've been at this point for a while where it was like, okay, well, just tell us what it is when you have it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay, uh, George Ickert of Big 12 Today on SiriusXM said Kalani's talk would be his first round pick for a Big 12 football coaches all bar fight team. <laughs> saying that dude is built like a tank. <laughs> Do you agree? I 100% agree. He should be the first pick in that draft. Yes. Who would be the second pick? I, I, told, I said yesterday, I think Brent Venables is, has some cra- Venables has is up crazy there. twitch um, from Oklahoma. Gundy would be interesting to me. I feel like Mike would, uh, would know what to do. I, I feel like... Mike would be a veteran uh, with some. I want Sark. I don't know if he's been in a bar fight. I don't know. Sark, our guy. Yes. Just chucking glasses. Aggression level (laughs) is where it needs to be. So we saw where Sark can go. Okay. (laughs) We love our guy, Steve Sarkation. Yeah. He's our guy. Sark and Kalani would absolutely. Oh, that team team. up. Yes. Former teammate team up. Yes. Let's go. Jamal Williams has introduced his own new website with links to previous interviews, articles about Jamal, quotes from Jamal himself. Maybe he'll release an anime series as well. I don't know. Jeremy, have you added this to your bookmarks already? Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to dig in and see if it's going to qualify, but chances are it's pretty good. I need to explore this, and I'm yeah, I'm with you. I think it's going to be great, and I, I've said it on the show. I've said it to you. said it offline. If there is any way that we can work with Jamal Williams at some point in the next 20 years as an analyst of BYU football, that is my dream come true. That'd be fun. I would love to have Jamal involved at BYU TV. I'm not typically the go-to-a-place um, 
you know, to get info unless I have something very specific. I like the aggregation of uh, Twitter, which kind of helps just sure. who I've already followed. Sure. But, um, you know, back in the day, it was like cougarfan.com would have all the BYU articles. Oh. It would aggregate them so that you could be like, oh, I don't have to individually go to all these places. I can just find everything that's been yes. placed out Maybe there. Maybe it still exists. I don't know. Okay. But uh, Twitter replaced that a while later. All right, that takes care of the whip. Now let's get back into our interview segment from Big 12 Media Days, where we talked to a guy who played in the national championship game last year with TCU. This is the Horned Frog safety, Bud Clark. Bud, great to have you with us on BYU Sports Nation, and thank you collectively to TCU for welcoming BYU, along with the other 13 <laughs> institutions, into the Big 12 Conference. Yes, sir. I'm glad to have you all. <laughs> When you look at something like this, especially coming off a season where you make a run to the national championship game and, and you start anew, what are your emotions like? Because you were so close to the pinnacle, and it was an incredible season, yeah. but now you start again. Man, it gives you a lot of fuel. Give you more of a dog, you know, put more dog in you. <clears throat> Give you something like fight for us, something that you, because you've been there, so you want to do it again. It was a great experience, too, so it was pretty full. How would you describe sort of how you felt at this time last year? You're what, picked seventh? Yeah. And then you go undefeated in the regular season. You had an incredible run make the college football playoff. Oh, yeah, it's pretty cool, you know, especially going up from 7 to 5. That's pretty cool because I'm like, you know, it's able, we're, we're able showing, like, our work pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. And and last year, um, while you guys are in the middle of that, of course you have to make some amazing comebacks. Yeah. What was sort of uh, the funnest part of that whole run as you just kept – winning games all year oh it's pretty good you know because every day we coming back to practice we're like you know it's another game one one and all in a week but then like i feel like but my favorite game was like baylor you know we keep, the, <laughs> keep the field goal it's pretty cool that was that was, that was, that was <laughs> like everyone saw the end of that like are, are you sitting there going we're gonna pull it off again like yeah. we can't lose right now Yeah, like we can't lose like we can't lose right now i'm like man we can't go we can't uh, get beat right now come on now <laughs> let's and, go and the fact that the field goal unit runs out there and just lines it up and kicks it was unbelievable oh yeah because the whole time the like, i didn't even know like i'm sitting on the side i'm like you know like we got to get this touchdown <laughs> i see the field goal unit. i'm like oh man <laughs> they're going quick yeah they move fast <laughs> that was big time bud clark is a sophomore safety from tcu he's on byu sports nation What's different about this TCU team from your perspective compared to last year's national championship runner-up? Uh, nothing. We got our dogs, you know, so we got the same. It's just like same mentality. Everybody come in with the same mentality, you know, bring our freshmen in. We got to come on. We put them on our level. Was uh, the national semifinal against Michigan, you have a 41-yard uh, pick six. You recover a fumble in the end zone. Was that the best game you've ever played? Yeah, it was pretty exciting too, <laughs> especially the pick. That was amazing. Okay, this team, now you come in with some expectation, right? You're yep. still fifth in the league, but the parity, the competition in this league is incredible. What's BYU walking into in terms of Big 12 football? Oh, uh, you know, it's going to be competitive. You know, like everybody, it's a dogfight every week. Every week is going to be pretty good. And, you know, BYU going to be good that show, so it's going to be, you know, a great competition thing. Doggy dog real right now. <laughs> yeah. When you found out that BYU and UCF and, and Houston and Cincinnati were entering the league, what was your initial reaction to the new four? Yeah, I was like, man, that's that's pretty cool. You know, like we expand our, we expand our league and we got more competition, so it's going to be pretty different. What's the sort of vibe in the league of Texas and Oklahoma have one more year, they're going to the SEC, they're always kind of preseason picked to do something, right, um, versus sort of the, well, the rest of us are going to be here. What, what's kind of vibe for, as a TCU guy with that dynamic this season? And you got the four new teams. Oh, you know, we're still on the same thing. You know, just keep our head down. You know, we're going to keep worrying about us, keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> Bud Clark is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Sonny Dykes seems like a really fun 
coach to oh, yeah. play for. What's the dynamic like in the locker room and, and the atmosphere around the program with him as the head coach? Uh, you know, Coach Coach Dyke's real cool, real calm. You know, he's all calm and collective, but when it's time to go, he's fired up. <laughs> Give us a sense of uh, what this defense is capable of this year in the three three five. Uh, You know, stopping, stopping pretty much everything. Anything they come with, we're going to work for it and we're going to get it done. In the Big 12, in terms of, you know, it's known for shootouts and high scoring. As a defensive guy, you're like, no, it's not going to be a shootout. We want to keep the yeah, points down. Is that the mentality? Yeah, we got to keep the points down. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are some of your favorite venues in the league that you've played in so far? Um, I really couldn't do United right now. <laughs> We're looking forward to, uh, you know, next year, hopefully TCU coming to Provo. Yeah. Have you been to Utah before? No, I've never been Have to Utah. Have you seen mountains like Utah? No. Nah. You're from <laughs> you Alexandria? Louisiana, Louisiana baby. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's very cool. Right yeah, on. everything flat out there. We're in the country. <laughs> <laughs> we'll finish with this. Uh, what are you trying or hoping that, that TCU does better specifically on defense this year? Uh, everybody just get to the get to the ball, gang tackling, you know. Like one work, one to make the tackle, the other come strip the ball. I feel like we, that's something we can work on. But it's been great to have you on BYU Sports Nation. Yes, Thanks sir. for the Thank time. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Bud Clark, again, played in the national championship game, right? And that it, an incredible it, run. It obviously didn't go well, but you beat Michigan in the college football playoff, and you just we were going over like all the close it was games. Six and one in one score games. <laughs> like that's unbelievable. You just have to find a way. Just find a way to make another. They play. had the quarterback to do it in Max Duggan. Yes, he's gone. Chandler Morris is the guy who was a starter at the beginning of last year. He got hurt in the third quarter of game one, and that triggers Max Duggan's run there to number two in the Heisman. That's awesome. Crazy. Well, it's a fitting that we're talking about national champions because BYU women's soccer is a legitimate national title contender moving into the future. In fact, we think they might be picked to win the Big 12 in year one. Associate head coach Brent Anderson joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Our team's ready and excited to move on to this new conference. There's Jamie Shepard coming up, right foot of John, and in! Now it's an avalanche! Far post, click, and in! Oh, what a great moment against Utah last year for BYU women's Epic soccer. Finish, Jerem man. Jordan on the call right there. Only because you were gone. That but was thanks, thanks really for being gone. Fun. Hey, we were watching it. <laughs> we were watching it and enjoying it. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. Again in Studio B, we have moved over to the Cougar Council Room, our interview area, to welcome in associate head coach of BYU women's new soccer. New title. Look at that. New title. Well-deserved coach. Little paper, Congratulations on that. Thank and, you. And, uh, man, we're excited about soccer. I'm sure you are, too, as well. Super excited. Excited for the season to start because that means camps are over. <laughs> so, <laughs> the camps are fun, but they are, they are draining. Oh, so tiring. And, and you guys, I, I believe you have the most campers of any sport at BYU. Is that right? I, I don't know the numbers, but we, do ha we have a lot of campers. Seven weeks of camps. Every camp is maxed out and waiting list to get in. So. Jen mentioned, uh, Jen Rockwood mentioned uh, on our July 1st show that uh, this was the most campers BYU's ever had, all camps combined, and that it's the most in the country. The sports camps yeah. do a great job here. The Soccer sports camp included. office is, I mean, it's year-round, you know, and so they're building things up, preparing things. I don't know how they work with the schedules. We, we have limited space, and our camps are packed, but we still, we fit them in, bring them in. I said before the break that you, it wouldn't surprise us at all if BYU is picked to win the Big 12 in year one. With everything you bring back, 
the great squad, and, and I know you're a newcomer mm -hmm. to the conference, but I think the respect is earned and deserved. And if you're not one, I think you're going to be number two. How do you feel about that idea moving into a new Power Five conference? Oh, uh, it's it's amazing. It's a little bit it's humbling as well. I mean, people have a lot of respect for the program. Jen has built this tremendous program, and year after year, our athletes come out and perform. So to have that type of a uh, you know, prediction, or I don't know if it's prediction or it's a target, or whatever it might be. It, it's it's great to have the girls thrive under pressure. Jen sets us up with these incredible schedules pre-conference. Yeah, you know, obviously a conference is going to be great, but she sets us up with these great schedules, and the girls they handle it every year, and it's exciting for them. They love the challenge, and we just go forward, and just go play. Volleyball and soccer are very different in the recruiting game than football and men's basketball. Football and men's basketball cannot win purely on the I-15 corridor member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Soccer and volleyball, though, that's sort of the model, right? You have Utah and California and, and some Nevada, Idaho and whatnot. Arizona. Arizona. Uh, Arizona. Yeah, for sure. What, what is it about soccer and, and, I guess, volleyball that you can sort of stick to that and you don't need to sort of recruit heavily from the portal in that way although you do tap into the portal we do tap in every once in a while but i don't know the culture uh, of those players they are hard-working players um and i'm not saying that they that makes them special but they come in with this work ethic and so when we really push them it's nothing new for them that's been expected of them their whole lives and so they thrive in that type of environment and i think that uh, jen does a great job of motivating and putting the right pieces in at the right time, and so it, it helps us be successful. Are there more um, kids who are members of the church at a high level in soccer than you could possibly ever want? Oh, yeah. I think in men's basketball, uh, maybe that's, uh, the numbers are less maybe in that sport or something. Uh, there, there are so many, and, and we see this at our camps, you know, every week mm. we have you know, 10, 12 high-level players from high-level club teams across the country. They come in and we're like, okay, we're comparing apples to, you know, apples to apples constantly. Mm -hmm. And then from week one to week four to week seven, it's like, oh, do you remember this girl from week one? Got this girl here this week. And we've got some girls this week that are, you know, national, national team players. And I, the, the pool is deep. And even though, even though our recruiting pool might be small, it's, it's deep. It's, it, it is interesting to me, sort of the difference there, you know. Associate head coach from BYU Women's Soccer, Brent Anderson, is on the show. I've asked Jen this question before, but I'm interested to get your take as well. With having made your way into the College Cup, you got to that Final Four that was elusive for so many years, mm -hmm. and then you win a game and get to the National Championship, go to the Sweet 16 last year, you bring back 11 players from that team. Yeah. What's the next step in the progression chart for BYU Women's Soccer? Well, Always, we're, we're striving for a national championship. I mean, yes, we want to be successful in the conference and, and win a conference championship, but, but the drive year after year is to get a national championship. And even then, then it's go back and get it again. So we, 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 we want to get there. Our girls are motivated by it. They talk about it. Um, it's, it's a goal year after year. Well, congratulations to you on, one, the job title, Thanks. And pay the man already, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. BYU, BYU takes great care of all of us. So. And uh, when does camp start for your team? 
So July 31st, we have all of our meetings, NCAA th you know, meetings and uh -huh. sign the papers and everything else, compliance. And then August 1st, we're on the field. We wow. start at uh, 9 a.m. and go from there. You and football, same days. Let's, Let's go. go. And you're yeah. the first team to host a Big 12 game. TCU, go. September TCU. 14th. 14th. Yeah. Let's go, Who, baby. TCU has been top of the conference. So this is a great matchup. That's, yep, that's, quite a, a, that's quite a heck a way of a matchup. Yep. <laughs> Coach, thanks for the time. Thanks Great to have you in here. Thanks for having me come in. Love it. Okay, join us next Tuesday night for After Further Review as Dave Blaine and uh, David get you set for the season. It's every Tuesday starting. Uh, they were like, they were like, hey, starting August. They're like, no, 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 July. July 25th, it begins next Tuesday. Let's go. They want to get a start a week before BYU football actually gets mm -hmm. on the field. Up next, a rise and shout out to a man who dared feed the entire BYU football offensive line. <laughs> This is what was that bill like? I don't want to know. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Our question of the day, would you rather have season tickets for BYU football or BYU men's basketball for year one in the Big 12. Both, please. <laughs> Our elite voice of the day, presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated, comes from Sam Emery on Twitter, who says, Por que no los dos? A.K.A. Why not Why both? not both, yeah. Because that's, that's, that's the question. That's the question, Samuel. You got to pick one. You got to pick one. Maybe your name's just Sam. Uh, we've got the poll out there on our BYU Sports Nation Twitter account. Continue to vote. That'll go all day. It was leaning heavy football early in the show. Yeah. So, but Jeremy and I both picked basketball. We picked basketball. More games, and we feel more high-level marquee games. Will we be at every home game? Probably. Yes, we'll be there. We love it. <laughs> like you, we love it. Let's Today's go. Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. This is wild. Okay, Daryl Funk, the offensive line coach, said, looking forward to the season with this group. Thanks to Rodizio Grill and Provo for your hospitality. How much did that bill cost of those guys? Also, Caleb Etienne is giant, dude. I, I, yeah, that yeah. guy is going to pancake so many fools. Yeah, Daryl Funk just donated a month of his salary <laughs> to pay for that meal. <laughs> but thanks to today's guests, Ryan Rico, Bud Clark, and Brent Anderson. Sorry, Dennis. For Jeremiah, I'm Spencer. Shout out to TJ Baker. Go Cougs.